This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by Do Grief Differently, my 12-week in-person or online program that helps grievers who have suffered any type of loss to feel better. In Do Grief Differently, you learn new tools, education, and a method you can utilize the rest of your life. In this program, and with my guidance, you remove the pain of grief. The sadness will always be there because even in complicated relationships, we love. But it's the pain of grief that keeps us stuck. Are you ready to do grief differently? Check out my website, www.theunleashedheart.com to learn more. Hey, 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 good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Wherever you're listening from, thank you for tuning in. And whatever time it is, thank you for being here. If this is your first time listening, thank you and welcome. And if you've been around a while since this podcast is a little over two years old, thank you for hanging out with me each and every week. This episode is 126, and I'm calling it Be Your Own Hero. And I thought that was a fitting title because of the last three episodes. Episode 123 with Jen Kidwell was all about planning your death and planning for a good death. And her episode is called Death, Legacy, and the Law, because she is a lawyer. And she's also a minister. Episode 124 with Betsy Smith, I titled The Bulldog Advocate and Caregiver. And her episode was all about being the advocate, not only for yourself, but for your loved ones. And she shares her story of caring for her dying husband and what she all learned from that experience. And now she shares that experience with others in a book and in consultations and, and things like that. Episode 125 with Tim Heal was titled Glass Half Full Approach to Life. And it just is his personal story of the things that he's kind of, that he's gone through. As a child, he always wanted to be a farmer and that was a dream that wasn't going to happen for him and found himself in the military. But again, that wasn't a clear cut path for himself. He had some rejection in there first and losing his wife and best friend within a year was really the catalyst for a lot of change in his life. He found himself drinking more and reached his own rock bottom and found a way out. And it was, I believe love was a big part of it because he and his best friend's wife or widow 
um, ended up falling in love. And so I think that was a beautiful story of, of how two widows found each other who were friends first, and um, he found his way into a glass-half-full approach to life instead of a glass-half-full of booze. And so what a lot, what every one of these stories and Jed Kidwell as well, because she talked about, you know, losing her grandmother and different losses that she experienced too. But what I want to highlight in this week's episode is how, how do we be our own hero? How do we do that? And I think there's a few things I'm going to, I'm going to tie these things back to the previous episodes, but how can we be our own hero? Well, we can plan to die. And that may sound strange to hear, and I feel a little strange saying it, but we all will die. That's not a shocker. We all know this. We just don't know when or how, right? So if we can be our own hero and the hero of our loved ones, we can plan for that. We can get our affairs in order. We can make those really difficult decisions that are often left to our family and the loved ones and take that burden off of their shoulders. There's so many stories out there of family that believe they're doing the right thing, but often maybe have regret after because they're not sure because they didn't know what their loved one would have wanted or Um, especially in the instance of medical care, you know, is it doing harm? Um, Or do you, you know, there's, there's a lot of difficult choices that come at the end of life. And the people who are put in charge are often the ones left making those, those choices and those decisions for somebody else. And that's a, that's a really, that is a really heavy burden to carry. And especially if you question it, you know, yourself. Um, I know for me personally, when I die, I'm putting this out there in audio so everybody knows I want my organs donated. Now, I know that there is someone very near and dear to me who does not agree with that, and it is not my husband. (laughs) So I could see there being some sort of fight, right? Like if there comes a point where I want my organs donated, my husband knows this, but I'll just say it, my mother does not. (laughs) Um, I could see where that would be a really contentious uh, aspect of conversation and maybe even cause some conflict in their relationship. And and I don't want that. Um, Even though I've said it many times, my mother knows, um, She just, you know, believes that we should just be intact and that's her choice and that's her belief. And, but I don't need my heart. I don't need my lungs. I don't need my liver. I don't need my kidneys. I don't need that stuff, right? It's, it's going to die with me. But what a beautiful gift to give someone else. Um, and, but the gift of life, right? And, I mean, if you can't do that in your living life and, or that opportunity doesn't arise, 
it's one last thing that you can do for society. It's one last thing, one last thing that you can leave your light and your mark on the world and give the ultimate gift to someone else. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So anyway, circling back to planning to die, it's very important that we make those decisions for ourselves and that we communicate those most importantly to our loved ones. And that's actually one of the biggest mistakes that Jen had mentioned in our in our episode is that we don't communicate those things to our loved ones. And so I think it's very important that we not only have those things documented, but then communicate what our expectations are to those we love. And if we take that one step further, let's just say that you end up in a position of being incapacitated, you know, and do you want to be incapacitated um, in a hospital bed or in a nursing home? And is that the kind of life that you want to lead? You know, not really living. That's not living for many people. Um, That's the point of view of many people. That's my point of view. I don't want to be a vegetable and alive just for the sake of being alive. Um, I almost believe that that keeps people in our lives from moving on themselves. It keeps people hanging on and not able to let go if we allow ourselves to be put in that position. I think it is a disservice to our loved ones. Me personally, that is my personal personal feeling on that. Um, I would never want my family or loved ones to feel any sort of obligation uh, to me to keep me alive and to keep me in that state. That is not what I would want. So I'm also making that very clear on this podcast, anyone listening to this someday. Um, So yeah, I really do think that part of being your own hero is, is planning to die. And what do you want that to look like? You know, I'm also an end-of-life doula. A death doula also is what we're called. But I've learned a lot through that program and and how it is possible to plan for a, a beautiful death. I didn't think that that was possible before I took that program, before before I came um, trained in that in that work. I was doing that work um, even in high school, working in a nursing home. I was there for several of my the residents in the nursing home who who passed away, and you know, oftentimes they're they die alone. And so, I just really want to highlight how important it is that we consider these things when we're alive and we're cogn- we have the cognitive ability to make these decisions for ourselves and you know what would you want your funeral to look like who would you want to be there or as you're dying let's just say you have a terminal illness um, which is really when this plan planning to die um, is even more so important right because if you are on hospice care that can be for several months you know, what do you want that experience to look like? What do you want to, what do you want your last memories to be with your loved ones? What do you want to create with your loved ones? What are the conversations that you need to have? So many things 
come into play in that stage of our lives. And I wish I would have known what I know now when my uncle was passing away of terminal brain cancer. I did visit with him and we had a beautiful reconnection after over 30 years of not seeing each other. And had I had this training before, I think I would have approached it even a little differently. I even remember, I even just had this thought the other day that, my gosh, I never even took my kids to see him. It didn't even occur to me at the time. We had, again, we had six months. And in that time, I I could have taken my kids to see him and I didn't. And that actually just came up for me in the last few days. And I I felt really brokenhearted about it because they've never met their grandfather, my dad, and they never will. And he would have been the closest thing to meeting their grandfather because they looked so much alike and we're very close growing up. So anyway, I just really want to highlight the importance of You know, we make all sort of kinds of plans as we're living, but we really don't think about or plan to die. And that is the inevitable, right? So a part of that too is being an advocate for yourself. You're advocating for yourself as you're, as you're thinking about these things that you want to happen uh, when you die or before you die. And that's a big part of Betsy Smith's story in the Bulldog Advocate episode uh, because she had to make a lot of these decisions. And I guess I didn't ask her if he, ha- her husband had made a lot of the decisions prior to. Um, I imagine they had these conversations. But you don't want to wait until that moment to have these conversations, right? You want to have meaningful conversations. And that's the thing too, like what I've learned in the end of life doula training is that the conversations you want to be having when someone is dying are not the logistics. You don't want to be talking about your bank accounts and the bills and all these things that need to be taken care of and need to be done and need to be addressed. But these are things that you don't want to have to have to have these conversations at that point in time. You want to have meaningful conversations. You want to have you want to laugh and you want to share stories and things like that. And so another aspect of planning to die is making sure that you have everything in order that your family, you know, have a binder like Jen talked about, have a binder with everything in it, your bank accounts, your passwords, like everything. And, you know, keep the binder in the bank at you know, safety deposit box or have a digital copy of it, something too, just in case, you know, a fire, flood, you never know, right? And with Betsy's story, I just, I called her, it sounded, I said to her, it sounded like you were a bulldog. And she's like, you know, that's exactly it. And so that's why I entitled that episode, The Bulldog Advocate and Caregiver, because she really had to be a bulldog. And it really brought me back to the time when my son had his accident or even when we have a loved one that has something traumatic happen to them. We are the best advocate for our loved one. We are the advocate oftentimes because maybe our loved one can't talk or maybe they're a child or maybe they're elderly 
and more frail. There's so many different circumstances where it is up to you, the loved one, to be the advocate. And, but also, again, if you're planning ahead, you could have been your own advocate. You could have had these medical directives and all these things put in place for you or outlined for your family already. Again, so those decisions aren't left to them. Those heartbreaking decisions, they can be heartbreaking. When it comes to Tim Heal's episode, The Glass Half Full Approach to Life, an aspect of being your own hero in his story, for me, is about taking chances. He took a chance on love again. He took a chance on trying to get into the military. He took a chance on being a farmer. Like, he took these chances. He took... He betted on himself. And I think like in the nowadays in reality TV, they I hear a lot, take your shot. <laughs> you know, he took his shot. And so often we don't, we're afraid of risk. Or we're afraid of taking chances in our lives, in our own lives. And I think that's an aspect of being your own hero too, is taking chances. And being fearful, because often you will be, but doing it anyway, and accepting the consequences of the choices you dis- you you make, and that is the juice of life. That is the juice of life. We learn either way. There's no failure. It's just all learning. What this episode really boils down to is: Are we afraid of dying? Or are we more afraid of living? Living a life we didn't really want? Living a subpar life experience? Or living alone? And I think these are some questions for all of us to ponder. Is, am I afraid of dying? Or am I more afraid of living? Because life is hard. Life includes grief. Life includes tragedy and heartbreak. Life is heartbreaking. So that is my question. Are you more afraid of dying? Because we don't talk about dying, right? We don't talk about death and grief and all these feelings that come up as a result of someone close to us dying. We're taught how to acquire things or people, not what to do when we lose them. And so are we afraid of dying or are we afraid of actually living? Because either way, there are so many choices we need to make. We make choices every day of our lives, some big and some small. And I think so many of us walk around being afraid to make the wrong choice. And even in dying, there's choices to be made. And we're afraid to make the wrong choice as someone left behind. And so just think about your life and how you're living. Do you really feel like you're living? Are you being your own hero? Are you taking chances? Are you taking your shot? Being afraid but doing it anyway? Are you communicating what you desire and what you want in your life to your loved ones, whether that means while you're living or 
as you plan for your own own death. These are the conversations that are meaningful to have within our own hearts and with those we love. I hope you found this episode thought-provoking and maybe it even, I don't know, brought something up within you that felt a little uncomfortable and let that be okay. You know, if something feels uncomfortable when you hear it, investigate that a little bit more. I know I am not completely planned for my own death. Like, I I have a lot to do myself, so I am not perfect in this area either. And I have the documents to put into place. It just takes time, right? We need to make that a priority for ourselves so that it's not a priority for our kids or our loved ones, our parents, or however old you are, whomever would be in charge of you in those decisions. So do yourself a favor, do your loved ones a favor, ponder some of these things, listen to Jen Kedwell's episode and Betsy Smith's episode, and feel inspired by Tim's episode. That's all for today. And if you are ready to be your own hero and address the pain of your grief, I am starting an online group program on November 30th, 2022. So if you're listening to this later, I'm sorry, but head to my website and I should be putting a wait list up on the website as soon as November 30th comes around if you are interested in participating in another group that comes open is I don't know when the next one will be open. So check out that program. It's online group support for grief. And remember, when you unleash your heart, you unleash your life. Much love. to yours. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend.